Okay, so it's the 28th of July, uh, day 712 of lockdown. These are more of my unfiltered, uncensored, unedited thoughts uh, straight from my brain to you. Um, you'll notice that there wasn't, uh, <laughs> wasn't one of these audio logs on Friday or yesterday on Monday. Um, I don't... I mean, there is a reason (laughs) for Friday. There is not a reason for Monday. On Friday, you remember last week I wanted to talk about Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the film, and Scott Pilgrim, the comic book series, and the other works of Brian Lee O'Malley and Edgar Wright. But on Tuesday, I had tried to record it and realised that I'd recorded it. Uh, I had recorded an entire half hour of talking about that on the wrong microphone. Well, on Friday, I went, okay, I'll talk about it again. I've got enough time past that I can just talk about this freely again. Uh, and this time, it wasn't the whole thing that was, uh, it wasn't that the whole thing was recorded on the wrong microphone. It was that inexplicably half of it was. My microphone must have unplugged uh, halfway through. And again, I didn't notice this red light going out, or maybe it didn't go out. I don't know. Maybe something went wrong with the recording. So am I going to talk about Scott Pilgrim today? No, it might become the new angel uh, <laughs> uh, in that respect. Uh, God. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about some stuff. Uh, I'll talk about some fun stuff. I uh, watched The Old Guard on Netflix yesterday uh, with my flatmate. It's a Netflix film starring Charlize Theron as the leader of an immortal group of, uh, like, fighters. They're like a sort of... Uh, Immortal A Team. Uh, it's based on a graphic novel by Greg Rucka, and I love I love Greg Rucka. Like I've uh, I love Lazarus. I loved uh, his initial run of Batwoman. He created he created uh, well co- alongside JH Williams the third created the Batwoman that is now on TV and stuff. Uh, he also did Queen Country, which is fantastic. His run of Batman generally was great. Um. Uh, he created Stumptown, which is fantastic. Uh, Black Magic, which is brilliant. Basically, anything that... I'm a big fan of anything that... Oh, Gotham Central. That was him and uh, Ed Rubiker uh, and Michael Lark, amongst other artists. Uh, and that was incredible. Um, so, like, I'm a big fan of Greg Rucker, but I'd never read this graphic novel. It came out in 2017. Um, I sort of fallen off the comics wagon a bit, as I think I've talked about in this. Um, Otherwise I would 100% have got it when it was coming out as singles, because that's what I did with Greg Rucker's stuff for a long time. Uh, His Wonder Woman is great as well. Greg Rucker's just really good at writing comics, and seems to really like, enjoy and sort of thrive in writing comics with genuinely engaging female lead characters. (laughs) So, unsurprisingly the old guard, uh, Due to that, it also is also um, <laughs> there's a con he stipulated in his contract. Uh, I found out that when he the the contract for the rights uh, for the the comic uh, to be turned into a film, that there's a scene between two characters, uh, Joe and Nikki, uh, which had to be in it, and it's a it's a super gay scene, uh, <laughs> which is really great. Like it's like hey, you can have the super superhero thing. But these two dudes are going to talk about how much they love each other, and then they're going to straight up kiss for like 30 seconds. Like, that's just what's going to happen. 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, good. Um, yeah, Charlize Theron is Charlize Theron is incredible, right? I mean, I think we've all known this for a while. <laughs> I don't think I'm blowing anyone's minds by saying Charlize Theron is an incredible actor. Uh, she's like, like obviously, my Mad Max Fury Road is like one of the big things that comes up, especially amongst the queer community. Um, <laughs> but also, um, that was a weird laugh. But also, like. Monster is. I have issues with the some of the parts of the film, but none of it is Charlie Theron's performance, right? I keep saying Theron. I think it's Theron, <laughs> but I've always said Theron. It's really hard for me to get rid of Charlie's. I'll just keep calling her Charlie's. I watched a, a, a. I watched the um, romantic comedy she did with Seth Rogen, uh, Long Shot. Um. Like a couple months ago, and that's genuinely like really charming and funny, because <laughs> uh, she's really charming and funny, um, and just you know, I, going back to like, I'm pretty sure she, she in Mighty Joe Young. I think it is her that's in Mighty Joe Young, and I remember loving that when I was a kid, but having no real memory of anything about it other than there's a big gorilla in it, who I presume is the Joe of the title. Uh, but yeah, no, The Old Guard, I recommend it. The music, the soundtrack is weird. Like, it's very sort of um, up-tempo, like, R&B-style pop uh, alongside, like, really brutal action sequences. It's just very it's very uh, jarring at times. But the action sequences are really, like, really well done. Uh, the characters are... I, I like the characters. It feels a bit like a TV pilot. Uh, which is odd. But, you know. And also, uh, I spent the entire film... There's a pharmaceutical guy. like He's a, the head of a pharmaceutical company. I'll leave it up... Uh, he's a billionaire. I'll leave it up to you to decide if he's the bad guy before watching the film. Cough, cough. He definitely is. Um, that's not a spoiler. He's obviously the bad guy. And for the whole film, I was trying to figure out where I recognised his weaselly face... Uh, and it was only after I checked I looked it up afterwards that I realised he is uh, Dudley Dursley in uh, the Harry Potter movies of course the, the of course that reminded me of the, the super fucked up thing that uh, they put Dudley Dursley uh, as a kid in a fat suit uh, because before uh, before JK was openly transphobic she was openly fatphobic. Uh, some of those early, some of those books are, have some wild fatphobia in them, and that transferred to the films. But it's good, so it's good to see him, uh, you know, not being used to mock uh, fat people, <laughs> but being used to mock billionaires instead, which is something I can get behind. Yeah, so that's on Netflix. Uh, also on Netflix uh, is the, the, the most recent series of Good Girls. Good Girls is a, a TV show. I think it's... A, I can't remember what network it's on in America. It's not a Netflix original. It's a, it is a network show. Uh, and it's a show that I like, despite the fact I don't think it's very good. <laughs> I don't know if it's good. It's hard to tell. I, 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 it's not, like, actively bad like Riverdale. You know, a, sh- a show that I'll enjoy that is actively bad. It's just... Sometimes it makes steps up. I'm just like, eh. But I, I sort of go with it enough because I love the uh, leads. 
Uh, it's got Christina Hendricks, who I've, who I've loved since uh, Firefly, when she, where she's Yul Safridge, or Yolanda, or Saffron, or Bridget, whichever, uh, which she's great in. I've never watched Mad Men, but I hear she's very good in that. And she's popped up in a bunch of other stuff, you know, like uh, Drive and Another Period, and, uh, you know, she, she's pretty great. Um, then it's also got Mae Whitman, uh, who... I would you would have heard me talk about at length if uh, if either of my Scott Pilgrim uh, episodes had recorded because uh, I love me women uh, I love since Arrested Development again never saw Parenthood both of these people have been on long running TV shows that I have not watched uh, but she's also in Scott Pilgrim vs the World uh, she's in The Duff which is not a good film but a film that I saw in the cinema uh, and again just. I'm again just a very likable person. They play sisters, and then uh, Retta, who is uh, who is Donna in Parks and Recreation, and is just and is a stand-up in her own right. I think I've never watched her ever stand-up, uh, but she's great. Like she's she, like she, she's just very likable as well. Um, and she plays their friend, and they've they're all in financial issue trouble, so they decide to get some money quickly. By uh, robbing uh, a a supermarket. This isn't a huge spoiler. This is all in in the pilot, and this is we're now on the third season. Um, uh, so they get dragged into this world, this criminal world, because you can't just you know you can't just rob a supermarket. That's not a thing you can do. Um, and by the supermarket, I mean like they're robbing the payroll, uh, and things spiral from there, and they get dragged into other stuff. Uh, Christian Hendricks' husband is played by uh, Matthew Lillard, who is from Scream, uh, uh, of Scream fame. Of, you coming too deep, man! You coming too deep! Uh, which is a, a thing that always pops into my head uh, whenever I see him. Uh, he's also a massive D&D geek, which I love. Like He runs a company that makes Dungeons & Dragons stuff. Uh, I love that. Uh, and also, more importantly than any of those things, he is Shaggy in these uh, live-action Scooby-Doo movies, and then took over from Casey Kasem as the voice of Shaggy. So, you know, I like Matthew Lillard a lot. Matthew Lillard. <laughs> and it's got some really fun like guest performances. Alison Tolman shows up. She's brilliant. Uh, this most recent series has uh, Charlene Yee, who I love. Uh, and Ethan Suplee, who's always weird when he shows up because I'm always like is he converting members of the cast of this show to Scientology? Like is is that what he's doing? Is that the reason he's here? You know, because that's what he did in My Name is Errol. Um, <laughs> fact, true fact. Uh, yeah, it's also got Jackie Cruz who was in, uh, who was in um, Orange is New Black. He played Flacca and that. It's just, like they get some really good Really good guest. Jessica Walters uh, shows up in an episode as a Mafia's mum, which is mad. Uh, like, and the show itself has this weird thing where it's like, it's funny. I think it's only funny because all three leads are so charming and so just inherently likable. That uh, it works because I think like the humor is a, a lot of the humor is them reacting to the situation they're in and also reacting to each other. Like, it's very much 
like led by those three um, and everything else sort of orbits around them and the action sequences well not the action sequences the sort of the tension and stuff is very odd it's, it's, I don't know if it's sure if, if it wants to be a comedy or a drama or both and that's always you know it's a fine line to walk uh, there's some really cool stuff like the, uh, there's a an unexpected <laughs> an unexpected trans storyline in the middle of it which is handled really well uh, there's a bit of a clunky moment in a season three episode but it's treated as a clunky moment uh, which where somebody dead names a trans character and everyone else is just like <laughs> everyone else is just <laughs> like the reaction is uh, pretty perfect it's exactly what it should be <laughs> which I, felt, I think is really good um but yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know if I recommend it. Uh, it's only uh, thirty-four episodes so far, and they're like forty minutes each. And I enjoy it. And I'm I'm going to finish watching the season. I you know, <laughs> in spite of all of the many other TV shows I need to watch, uh, I say need to. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's 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 what I did most of yesterday. Uh, tonight I'm guesting on that uh, on the Star Trek um, uh, live stream thing on Twitch that I did a couple of weeks ago, which is going to be good fun. I get to be a hut again, whose backstory is 100% uh, Elizabeth Berkeley's character from Showgirls, but as a hut um, and uh, other stuff like oh yeah, oh man, <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, I went. Uh, I went. I, managed, I went out with a friend on Saturday, which was really nice. Uh, but also, like, just the past week has been sort of, you know, a bit up and down, wobbly, mental health wise, as all of them are. When you have mental health issues, and and when you're going through, when you you like everyone else are going through a, a glo- like a, a global trauma a globally traumatic event. Uh, and the reason way I've been getting for that is a, th- a way I've mentioned before on this, and I just need to reiterate it. Uh, I've been listening to Julian Baker a lot. And, oh my god, I love her so much. I was watching a live stream that she did where she didn't really talk much about stuff because it was a, it was a really interesting sort of conversation with a lot of people about music and mental health. And it's just because she, but it's so funny because I've heard her like being interviewed on like um. Query with Carmen Esposito and, and other places and it always feels like a kind of unnecessary because she speaks so honestly and truthfully about like her uh, her problems of addiction as she was a former alcoholic uh, her problems of uh, anxiety uh, OCD uh, although actually she has, a, she has a slightly different form of OCD from me and she's been diagnosed with something that's called scrupulosity, which is OCD related to like faith. Uh, this idea that uh, like you are strongly c- compelled to believe like deeply religious, important st- things around yourself. It's she explained it much better than I could. Uh, and it's, uh, it seems very interesting, but certainly that sort of compulsive behaviour, that intrusive thoughts thing, is usually there. And 
I've definitely recommended Julian Baker before on this, but I need to recommend her again and, and constantly, every, all the time. Somebody today on Facebook was like, "Hey, what's an album you've listened to more than ten times this year?" And I was like, "I've listened to, I've listened to Turn Out the Lights by Julian Baker more than ten times today. Uh, like, uh, it's on almost constant repeat. It's just so incredible. Uh, the song Shadowboxing always really gets to me. There's a line in it." Which is, uh, you can't even imagine how badly it feels just to think sometimes. Well, hang on, I'll, 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 I'll do the, oh sorry, I'll do the emphasis right. You can't even imagine how badly it feels just to think sometimes how I think almost all of the time. And that's the lyric. Speaks to me on such a deep level and, um... Because the song is about people not understanding the struggles you're going through, right? There's another line where it goes, uh, You see me throwing punches at the devil, but it looks like I'm fighting myself, you know? People, the idea that people can see what you're going through, and because the thing you're fighting doesn't, isn't like a physical thing, they can't see it, you know? And people, it's not that people don't want to understand or don't want to empathise, it's just they can't empathise with your own experience and that's something huge. And that whole idea of uh, how bad it feels just to think sometimes how I think almost all the time. <sighs> like, in terms of anxiety and OCD, I don't, that's something that it's so hard to explain to people. It's not something that um it's not something I go through periods of, right? Sometimes it's harder than others, but it's always always there. I am always dealing with it. <laughs> like sometimes I and, and it's not even that I, I don't even think it's something that it's it's better or worse. It's just that I'm more equipped or less equipped to deal with it. Uh, at certain times, you know, especially in this, um, this sort of, I keep trying to, I keep wanting to, I keep describing it as a global traumatic event, and that we are all going through a traumatic event, right? We are all experiencing trauma. This is not how the world is supposed to work. This is not how human beings are supposed to work. Being separated from each other, being living in fear, you know. <laughs> It's not how we're supposed to be, and I don't think that then means that we should re- re- we should refuse that and hang the consequences like a lot of conspiracy theorists think. I <laughs> what I think it means is we have to deal with how that makes us feel, right? I'm an introverted person, and I'm really struggling with her not going out. I can't imagine how badly it feels to be. <laughs> I deliberately echoed the lyrics there. Uh, I can't imagine how badly it feels to be an extroverted person, someone who gets so much of their energy and, um, like, connection from physically going out and seeing people and having not, and had to not be able to do that. That must be so hard. Just this idea that we're all going through stuff and it's harder and harder to reach out. I've been making an effort, I've been trying to make an effort, um, I struggle with it. 
to reach out to people like that I care about and just be like hey if you need to talk or if you need to go like if it's someone who's based in Edinburgh and I'm like you need to go for you want to go for a walk somewhere uh, like a socially distanced walk or um if you just want to rant uh like just no pressure I'm here don't expect anything or require anything from you you know uh it's hard right it's hard <laughs> I don't think I'm blowing anyone's minds by saying that this pandemic has been hard so having art having art that speaks to you can really help and to me Julian Baker is more than any other artist I can think of like just it's like reaches into my very soul you know so yeah I recommend her if you've not listened to her <laughs> is what I'm saying um cool uh, stay safe stay well uh stay educated stay informed like stay empathetic you know like and if you um, if you need help and you can't find an immortal group of warriors or you don't want to commit a crime that will drag you into Detroit's uh, criminal underground then maybe just listen to some emotionally uh, reflective music My name is Marjorie. Thank you very much. Goodbye.